This is The M Word. I'm Michaela Hyde. I'm Nick Hyde. And welcome to The M Word podcast, the podcast where we talk openly and honestly about marriage and relationships, including ours. We're married, but this is for everyone who thinks that making a relationship work and last, like most things in life, is worth the effort. So which episode, Nick? 19. 19, very good. No, 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 19. You know, I knew you were going to say that as soon as I said that. That really does show our it age, does. doesn't it? Well, age actually, I, I, only, I only learned that about that song a little while ago. God, yeah. you introduced or, it to me because I'm so much younger than you. Less, yeah. Yeah. We, we already need to move on. Yes, we do. anyone that's kind of less younger than 40s probably thinking no 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 19 yeah we'll see you on about L- listen to it on yeah. spotify classic 80s anyway, dance first use say, of a sampler let's really move on, in you just mainstream said. pop so today's episode is called happily ever after part two indeed i think they use the akai s750 sampler shush All anyway right. so last time we looked at yeah. this fairy tale phrase of happily ever after to kind of understand what comes to mind when we think about the word marriage and life after commitment, etc. Um, and if it is really a Disney-like experience, which clearly it is for us, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> I can see birds yeah. flying around yeah, your head exactly. as we speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so today... We did decide in the last episode that the Disney marriage is not exactly reality, didn't we? We did. It was a shock for it many It was a shock we've for many had, people. It's the first time we've had... You know, just tumultuous amounts of emails in. I know. Horrified, shocked and disappointed. I'm sure if they could, you know, put virtual tears on those pages, they would have done. Mm. There was a... Mm. No, there wasn't at all. Uh, but uh, yes, life is not Disney. So there's, nope. you heard it first. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to look into the specifics of happiness in the happily ever after of real life. Because we're not saying it has to be the other side of the pendulum. Yeah, no. <laughs> we have to accept that life is miserable. Mwah. No, but is it is constant happiness? Is it realistic? Is it exactly. even possible? Can and, uh, we all live? Like and that? should we strive to be happy all the time? Yes. Good questions. But of course, that's just to tantalise you. It is. Um, before we do, are we going to do some catching up? But um, our lovely friend who what? listens on a regular basis, uh. he reminded us that before we recorded this podcast, and it's a Saturday afternoon, mm. he reminded us that we need to answer our questions from the last podcast. Yes, because last time, I mean, have you consulted our Instagram guru? I have. We're I lucky have. enough to have someone who's an expert in Instagram. Yes. As so in our, our, house. our daughter, I <laughs> And I asked her the question, um, if Disney princesses were to have their own Instagram account, which one would have the most followers? And she found it quite difficult to decide, actually. Did she? Yes, but she came up with two, and I've allowed that, if that's okay. okay. So one was um, Anna from Frozen. Okay, go yeah. on. What's and the, the reason be- <laughs> she said, well, uh, I wasn't expecting that. She said she was quite isolated, so she'd probably put a lot of time and effort into producing <laughs> a good Instagram account. That's true. And, and actually forming friendships, which says a lot about social media these days, doesn't it? But Wi Fi through the ice walls? Yeah, well, well, we're not really. I mean, it's not real anyway, Disney. Oh, so yeah. So we can we can Good imagine point. we can so imagine she, okay, that's been invented. Okay, she'd have a lot of time to invest. She'd have in a lot of time, account. and uh, yeah, so that was using one of a lot the, of wintry filters. Yes, <laughs> well, she wouldn't need that many, would she? She'd need some summery ones yeah, to kind true. of alternate. Anyway, okay, and, and the, the other? other one was Tiana from The Princess and the Frog, and that's because she's quite into baking, and food is always a good thing on Instagram. Okay, <laughs> so they're yeah. so quite interesting things, and she also added in threw in an extra bonus kind of um, perspective, and she said that 
Princess Jasmine would probably have the most Instagrammable wedding. We talked about Instagrammable weddings, which aren't always helpful, but there we okay. are. Okay. But because she comes from that sort of rich sort of Indian mm, heritage yeah. and lots of colours and vibrancy and opulence and thought it would look really great on Instagram. So, okay. So there we go. And that, of course, that was actually... A- very detailed answer, I know, wasn't it? I know, quite thorough. I thought we might just get, you know, Cinderella. Yeah, and, and that wouldn't have been right at all, would it? So, no. no. So well, anyway, your question. Uh, your yes, question. my question. I, much I, more, I'd um, forgotten what the question was, actually, and our friend well, said about it. Was a it was passing and, comment when yeah. I said that I didn't think birds had bladders. I, yes. Can you remember why I said that? No, there's a lot of things that you say that I decide to filter and uh, remove. Yeah. So that's one of them. I don't think we should go down what I filter out from what you say. No, let's not start oh, there. Oh, my no, goodness. No, I'm just saying we shouldn't Shocking. go there. because it. Shocking. Oops, moving on. Oh. So, yes, anyway, um, well, I was right. Birds do not have bladders. Well. So that's why bird's muck is so, you know... Ooh. sticky and horrible because right. it's just all mixed in together pretty much although the digestive oh. system is a little bit different with one exception there's on. one bird weirdly one bird that has a bladder really shall I leave mm. everyone t- no we'll answer yeah. the question now Who did you th- you, what do you think you, it is did you hear my really interested voice there I know it's very I know, good it's you good, should isn't take it? up counselling my, my, <laughs> my face is really interested as well you're using like very good counselling pose really mm. tell me more yeah which bird guess which one has a bladder one bird has a bladder Oh, I, I really don't know. No. I can't think. Okay. Well, it's a bird that can't fly. It's quite a big bird. Is it a flamingo? It's not a flamingo. They okay. can fly. Oh, yeah, they can, can't they? But they yeah. don't do it very often, do they? They tend to stand on one they leg. They do stand a lot, don't they? But They're they do. I have off. seen them fly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, um, it's an ostrich. Well. So, ostriches have a bladder and they separate out urine from feces just like we Lovely. do. Lovely. Do you know anybody Similar. who's listening to this for the first time thinking this is going to be about relationships and so on, they're going to be slightly confused. What, we? I, what I didn't know <laughs> is that an ostrich has three stomachs. Well. So 70 kilometres an hour running, three stomachs, they've got a bladder, what else can they want? Well, n- nothing, I should I think. I suppose to be able to fly would probably be yeah, next. maybe that's it. They, but they, they brag about their bladder and their <laughs> stomachs. Hey, you may be flying, but <laughs> I've got a bladder. <laughs> Look at this. So anyway, have... let's leave that there because it is really exciting. But I think we've piqued now the interest on that one. That's very wise of you, Dan. So, let's move thanks. on. So anyway, we usually do a bit of a catch up. That was we? really good, though, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it was fascinating. I loved that very much. Yeah, thank you. Go on, darling. So, catching up. Mm -hmm. Well, what have we been doing over the last couple of weeks? Well, obviously, we've been dancing. Yes. Because, you know... That's our part of our regular routine. We're still once a week dancing. Don't do a sigh. No, no, that wasn't supposed to be a sigh. I was just breathing out. Um, But we did the jive this week, and I have to say, it was a lot of fun. Well, we'd, we'd started on the jive, and I think we might have mentioned that last time, but we... This week... Yeah, but we're doing twirls and stuff. We did, We yeah, and we kept going and everything. and And we got praise for our jive it was very exciting i know darcy you said it looked really funny yeah uh, no she was very she was very nice about it so Um, i was at Um, the albert hall this week you were weren't you i also went to see a band that was good went to see snarky puppy awesome if you like complicated noisy music with a 13-piece band Highly recommended. Yes, and and if you don't, then I wouldn't bother. I, I, yeah. I went with my brother, which was really nice, and we uh, at the end of the gig, we both said, yeah, neither of our wives would like this at all, <laughs> but I, I can highly recommend it. I mean, yes, they are, well, they're technically very good, and this is what I explain to people when I say that you're going to see this band called Snarky Puppy, because it's a strange title anyway, and say, but they are technically 
very very skilled they're awesome that's yeah so that's where Nick was so that was fun for him um, and actually what's been really nice we've done quite a bit of catching up with friends we've not seen for quite a while yeah. so that's been really nice because it's always good to hang out with, with good mates isn't friends it? with a new baby Aww. oh yes so cute that's cute, cute. very cute so, so that's that's kind of what's been going on but yeah that's us but there's been quite a bit going on in the news, Nick. Do the jingle. Oh, we still don't have a jingle. No, no, just do the thing you were anything. What's in the news? Nice, I like that. Thank you. You can work on that a little bit more, but I think we're getting there. Oh, I see. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so what anyway, is in the news? Tell so, me. Well, there's been quite a few things, actually. So there's Because um, obviously we're not talking about Brexit. We're talking no, about marriage, relationships. We're talking about... The stuff that this podcast's about. Yes, precisely. So um, so an actress called Fiona Wade, she, she is in the... Um, TV soap Emmerdale. I don't. Yeah. We don't watch Emmerdale, but she's in that. Oh, she got married, and um, what was interesting, and why the media were particularly interested in her um, over this last couple of weeks, is that she and her fiance um, chose not to live together before they got married, and that's because that's Fiona re- religious belief, wasn't it? Her? Yeah, she's part of the Baha'i religion, and they don't believe in living together before mm. you get married. Um, and um, actually, there's quite an interesting quote, which I think is an interesting one to think about. She um, apparently they said that they still don't live together but they'll be moving in with each other um, once they're wed and they're really excited to be under the same roof so it's almost made a really big thing out of the actual moving in and I think that's Mm. you know I mean that's been our experience we did wait till we got married and it was it made the moving in thing so exciting to to sort of suddenly have that time together in that way it's huge it's like the next chapter of your life everything changes at once which and I think for a lot of younger people that even now it just seems like such a you know that would be such a challenge but of course when we were younger as teenagers very very few people did that and do you remember that phrase like but do you remember the phrase like living in sin yeah and people would talk about it like you know that which is just I think it does date back culturally things have changed a lot that's the point I'm saying I think I mean I think that's why it was in the media because I think it was a real surprise because it's just not something that people tend to talk about or do so much now so um, it's worth it's probably worth us referencing briefly isn't it the marriage foundation blog yep because they did a whole blog on this which was basically saying what was it called should you live together before you get married and i mean i mean their research my well, understanding it's not of our it, research actually not the marriage foundation research it it's, no it's research other big organizations you know there's lots of doing oh, stuff okay. all the time so it's so. on the blog where they're talking about other people's research yeah yeah but I mean, in essence, my understanding was they didn't really find any evidence that it makes a significant difference to the su- the success. Yeah, so l- living in. together beforehand, people often think, well, let's give it a try to see how we get on, a trial mm. run of what it would be really like if we kind of went for this in a big way and, you know, committed to each other. Um, but there's very little evidence to suggest that it boosts a marriage. So if you live together for a bit and there, it's not, you know, it doesn't... And if anything, more of the studies are saying it tends to be stronger the other way around. Yeah, which yeah. Which is what... The old yeah. Emmerdale cast are doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's kind of interesting, really, that that's the case. I think that'd be a bit of a surprise to people. Yeah. To think. I, th- I mean, I think my reflection in part of that is that it's probably more about the mindset of people that choose to or don't choose to live together first. So yeah. I think there's a whole range of attitudes of how people get together, and we've talked about that before. Um, but it's it's that forever conversation again it's yeah. having that intention that is so fundamental to a relationship lasting long term if yeah. you're intentional and you really thought about what you want to do and you, and you are both plan. fully committed you make a plan to do it and of course moving in together before or after you get married isn't that that's not the decision really but mm. what i'm saying is i would say a greater proportion of people that have that choose 
not to move together till they get married will have had that conversation. Yeah. And yeah. that conversation is the thing that makes it work. Yeah. Another way of putting it is I would say there's probably a lot of people who moved in together before they get married and have absolutely had that conversation. Yep. And the marriage will be just as successful. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not like, and oh, you've doomed it. No, exactly. And I think some people think, well, we're going to get married. Let's get a place. We're getting married whenever. We're living together for a bit. But there's still been that intentional conversation about Yeah. How and the it big is. picture, more challenging aspect of it is really saying the try before you buy mentality, that is not the successful route in. It's not yeah. about that. Obviously, in a relationship when you're dating someone, there's an element of that's kind of what you're doing if you're thinking about it. Yeah. But the where's the cutoff? Where's the decision? We're gonna commit to this even if it yeah. goes if it gets hard in the future. Yeah. Even if there are times when we're not happy, we're committed to it. That's what makes it work. It is indeed. And you've alluded to our main topic. But there's mm-hmm. a couple more little bits of news, which oh, is kind of interesting. I know it's been, it has been a lot of news. I say there's a lot more going on in the media world than ours, I think, this uh, the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Go on then. Okay, so um, our daughter loves fashion and she follows a few fashion Instagram accounts, including In The Fro. Fro is in the front row at a fashion cat. F-R-O. F-R-O. F-R-O-W. So front row. Okay. Front row. Um, Anyway, her name is Victoria McGrath. She got married this year and she wrote a post just this week um, about why her husband took her name instead of her taking his. What? So he's now called Victoria? (laughs) Very good. Well done. Very quick. Excellent. Uh, No, he took on McGrath. McGrath. Okay. So um, his name's Alex, Alex Harrison. And they debated whether to do... Not anymore, it's not. Not anymore. (laughs) Well, they were debating whether to do like a McGrath-Harrison or Harrison-McGrath. And then he, it was his suggestion, well, why don't we just do McGrath? You know, I love your family. I'm happy to be marrying into your family. I'm happy to have that name. And now this, this, I, I think, why not if you want to it completely goes into this idea that we don't have to imagine or envisage marriage and relationships to reflect kind of a patriarchal kind Mm. of perspective yeah now i I don't mind at all having your name but i was quite pleased to have hyde because i prefer spelling that to people than paul (laughs) um and and frankly i like the variety uh you know i'm not going to change it again i'm not going to change it again i'm going to stick with it now you've had Um, this one for 20 years are you you happy unless you and i both want to change to something else you know the thing no i don't the thing do you know the thing about double barrel names that i Mm. always think is interesting from Mm. a well not from a mathematical perspective but basically the math you know the double barrel name you think oh what should we have should we have yours should mine no let's do both double barrel Mm quite common that's quite commonplace but if that became the norm then surnames when two double barreled people meet and then they get a quadrabarreled name yes and it would be the length sounds uncomfortable doesn't it but that basically means that the length of surnames would increase exponentially you'd have a two to the end as you go down generations oh i love how you bring these perspectives but but it is quite funny it's quite amusing imagine it Sixteen, mm. you'd have whatever it is. Yeah, so maybe five thousand five hundred thirty-five yeah, name. It just yeah. it, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where that changes. Yes. I'll be yes. studying that in well, the remainder well, of my life before we, I die. <laughs> we'll keep doing this podcast for that period of time. Sure, we'll try and keep going until mm. we're whatever age, and we can comment maybe. But I think just choosing a new name is a good idea. But Sorry, yeah, I, maybe that's, that's a good thought. No, that's not. Pick a, bad a new thought. name. Just pick one that is. Yes. I'm just undermining all the family heritage and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, though, that's why, you know, this whole thing about, we were talking to a friend recently and they somebody was saying they've got three daughters and they've just had a third daughter only a few weeks ago. And people were sort of saying to him, and I know that they said it to my dad because I'm one of two girls, about no one to carry on the family name. Mm. And there's this kind of pride in the family name thing. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, it's okay for the blokes. We've got to have f- pride in our family name. But stuff the women, sorry, 
leave it there. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not getting feisty. I know, but I say touch the water I know. there. I thought I'd get a little bit excited for you all. Should we change our name and, and go to pool? We'll, yeah, we'll change all right, back. we'll do that. All right. Let's just, take it in turns, 20 years each surname. Yes, I think that's a good idea. But you know what I mean? It's one of those things where yeah. why does it, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Why is it any more special to carry on the man's family name? Mm. Um, I think it's quite a good question it's an interesting to, point. to debate. Mildly but we are going to leave it there. And in fact, there's a, <laughs> so another rude. bit of news. But because time is ticking by, I'm going to leave that other bit of news. Oh, you're mad. And we're going to leave it till next time. Okay. Because it's actually quite an interesting little well, feature. Well, don't tantalise too much. No, okay. So, come on then. Today's topic. Happily ever after. So, just. Out of you, interest. You've already written about this, haven't you? I did for Marriage, Marriage Week, Week tw- Marriage Week 2019, so this year. Um, I wrote a blog and I also um, I had did a series of interviews with Premier Radio and in one of them we looked at sort of the myths and misconceptions of, of marriage okay. and talked about this this idea, which is what our theme is all about today, is this idea that, that life is happily ever after because mm. the fairy tales, that's what they tell us. They always stop at the wedding. They don't they don't carry on the story, do they, with yeah. um, living together and the day-to-day stuff because that's not kind of romantic and fairy tale like And it's a bit like these Instagrammable weddings again where you don't yep. always see what's going on afterwards. So it's an interesting one to think about what happiness looks like. What does What does it mean to be you know, what does happily ever after really look like in real life? And I suppose the simple thing to state, which is, I know it's just stating the obvious, but of course, life has, as people say, ups and downs. Yeah. So um, no one will continue to have this jolly life unless they're just living in complete denial. Yeah. You know, so life has ups and downs. So the issue is, as a couple, you'll be traveling through ups and downs, which externally you're both experiencing yeah and then there'll be ups and downs that one of you experiences and then there'll be ups and downs in the relationship itself yep yes so maybe those very three well can, put thank you. yes but i think it's worth and they're all a bit different aren't they yeah because talking about challenges that you have in your relationship um how you deal with that is different to how you deal with stuff that you're both facing etc mm. etc et so ultimately we're kind of saying from the outset that sort of this idea of perpetual happiness which is what happily ever after leaves you feeling as though it's, yeah. is possible rule that it's, out it's we're gonna we're gonna say no <laughs> right from the though, start no and that's okay and that's okay absolutely you don't aspire to yeah happiness all the time and i you know i was thinking about it how i would articulate what our relationship looks like and what it's been like for us been married for 20 years mm. and so as you pointed out of course we've had our ups and downs we've had you know stuff going on in life you know whether it's through job changes bringing up kids that's always an area where there can be yeah. a bit more sort of tension and or struggles that your kids might be having and how it impacts on you and so that does mean that we aren't you know, equivalent of smiling emojis all the time. You know, we're not always smiling, smiling. But what I, the way I felt about this on a personal level was if you like, there's an underlying happiness that I have in my relationship with you. And that's almost, Mm. you know, there's that contentment, that sounds a bit like you're just contented, it's just fine. But as in, there's a, a sense that this is good and right and and I'm happy, really happy really happy to be in this relationship with you Nick. Me too. Um, Phew. Um, But that kind of underlying happiness that will stay the same even if I'm unhappy about life and stuff that's going on. If I'm if I'm happy with you for some reason or I'm unhappy in my work or or circumstances in your family whether you know bereavement for example. Mm. I mean you you can't feel jolly and happy in those situations you're no, inevitably you shouldn't going pretend to be, you are it's and it's in, not it's part yeah, of grieving you've isn't got it? to be what was that did we talk about this last time that movie where it was inside out 
and it had all the different emotions. Yeah, like, we, might have, we might have mentioned yeah. it. But just, it's it's normal. It's a great film, isn't it? Kids film, but actually there's huge depth to it about it's it's okay not to be happy all the time. Yeah. Which is kind of part of that message, isn't it? And of I th- what that's saying. Definitely. So in some respects, what you're saying is the foundation of the relationship means you're facing stuff together. Yep. So, And that's yeah. key, isn't it? Yeah, That definitely. commitment means you face stuff together, the ups and downs. And it's I okay am, to have downs. So therefore, the happy word, I am happy in my relationship entirely. Mm. But we will have those ups and downs. And I, I think that sometimes as a society, we are our mindset in all sorts of things, not just relationships, is that if we're not happy with something, well, we need to do something about it. We need to change it. Yeah. Um, that yeah. this is not on. This is not acceptable. The food's not good enough. The food's, you know, there's a problem with this. Or, And inevitably, if something, if you're paying for a service, then fine, deal with that. But I think that almost there's... That, if that's then sort of transferred onto how we live out relationships with one another, yeah, what could happen? Yeah. And I think probably there are some interesting questions to ask around this. And I would just interject there as well. I was, um, as a as a teacher, in case you've just tuned in, um, I popped into a lesson the other day where sixth formers were debating utilitarianism, um, which is that all de- in all decisions, you make the decision that makes the, the largest amount of people, the greatest proportion of people happy. It's all about doing what makes people happy. But they were having a really good debate over, basically, the simple answer is that doesn't always work. And sometimes the moral decision and the just decision and the right decision won't necessarily make someone happy, but it's the right to do for yeah. a, a deeper sort of moral view. And I guess in your relationship and in things you face you can't just try and put that Christmas cake icing of happiness over everything. And it's it's interesting because I know I've talked before That's about... only because I'm not a big fan of the actual cake, <laughs> but I really like the icing. I thought that, hang on, that analogy doesn't work if people think, oh, that horrible icing, I love the cake. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, yeah, which is more me, actually, isn't mm. it, the way around. But you don't like but, the marzipan. No, I'm not keen on the marzipan or the icing that much. I eat a tiny bit of it with the cake. Mm. But anyway... We, it's a good balance, though. I get more icing. You, you do. We're, you a, good, we're a good team. And, we're a good yeah. team in that respect. But that kind of concept you've talked about there, that making everyone happy as much as possible, I've sometimes compared our relationship with our children to our relationship with our other half and and how we deal with it. So, for example... I'm not going to always be making my children happy all the time. Sometimes things will come up. I'll say things. We'll do things. We'll Mm. expect things in a certain way. And they are not happy. Well, I mean, really simple example would be about teaching children to like a variety of foods and veg and fruit. And, you know, we've been quite big on our kids having a balanced diet. Have a try. You've done a lot of sort of, of, you know, always cooking veg Mm. every single meal, all that kind of stuff. And uh, our daughter was away on a school trip. And when she came back, she said, oh, I was really looking forward to just, Mm. you know, some food that had veg and stuff in it. And I was thinking, yes. I know. Four years ago, she would not have said that. And it's been a bit of a battle, but you're setting setting someone up by doing the right thing. Exactly. So I know that they haven't always been happy. I said, please, can you just try something? That was a better example than the Christmas Cake, it, it was, yeah. it was. Okay. But the point being that when it's our relationships, real relationships, if if we're in a situation where we're thinking, well, we're not happy in the relationship, we, you know, if it's our kids, we don't just give up on them. We don't mm. give up if they're not happy, or if if you're, not, you know, if it makes it hard because if they're not happy, you can feel unhappy. So it's not nice yeah. disciplining. It often makes you feel unhappy, but you don't give up on the relationship. You keep working at it. No. So I think it's an interesting question to think about. What happens when things get hard or you feel unhappy about something that's going on in your relationship? Yep, now, yep. and is there a different perspective for those who are married and those who aren't married? That's a good question. I don't think so. No, I mean, well, it depends, doesn't it? Because I would say for... Uh, okay. Yeah, I suppose it does depend because those that are married is kind of 
one category. Those that aren't married, you've got a whole range of relationships, haven't you? You've got are. different degrees of um, where... Oh, is that the end music no, coming in? No, sorry, that... that's the music coming in too soon. Pretend that didn't happen. Okay. I'll edit it out later. Yeah. No, I won't. Um, but so, for example, um, if... We've talked about the forever conversation for people that aren't married but are yes. living together. And if you've had that forever conversation and you're intentional and you're making a plan for long term, well, then the chances are your commitment to one another will be similar to that of a couple who are married. Yeah. Yeah. But I would argue if if you're in a relationship and you've not had that long term question, if things get tough, is it then not something we think, well, this is this is getting tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna go, and you're mm. and you're focusing more on that moment of unhappiness and not thinking about perhaps the underlying happiness. It's possible between you that can continue that we talked about earlier. So I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I, another thing which I think is worth raising is just quite often people will be thinking about how can I be happy in the relationship, and if both couples are thinking what do I get from the relationship, I think for me you're missing. A fundamentally one thing that makes a relationship work I think in a relationship when you say we're going to commit to each other forever your mindset has to change so that you what you want to do is the stuff that makes your partner happy yeah yeah and if both partners go in with that same mindset I think there's um that that's a big part of what makes the commitment work yeah. because yeah. I'm thinking what can I do sometimes in a very surface simple level and think what what will you enjoy what will bring joy to you yeah and um, maybe in a funny way, the dancing is a naff example of that. No, well, Where no, I didn't not. really want to go dancing, mm. but you clearly did. Mm. And I thought, do you know what? It it will make you happy. And the, mm. the thing I probably enjoy most about the dancing <laughs> is when we're dancing, you've got a massive grin on your face and you're loving it. I've got my dancing face on and then. Yeah. I love you enjoying it. And yeah. then have to admit, I've actually enjoyed the dancing too. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't, do you know what? I think I will go dancing because I'll probably enjoy it. Mm. My mindset was thinking, let's do this because you're really yeah. keen. And yeah. I, I was beginning to think, why am I Why am I saying no when you want to do it? And it only took me, what, four years to yeah, actually come around might, to that might point? might be more than that, actually, but we'll say, we'll say four. <laughs> but that mindset's but, important, isn't it? Yeah, so it the is. forever conversation committing. But what does commitment mean? It means you're putting the other person first, mm. which is, ooh, you know, really? You want to do yeah. that? But you gain so much from putting the other person first. Yeah. It's a bit deeper. And you're right. It is a, it is a lighthearted kind of example. But essentially, if there's that mindset in the tough things as well and in things that are mm. more difficult and you keep thinking, I'm just going to put the other person first, inevitably, as you say, you'll both be doing it and there's a positive yep. outcome. And I think, for, again, for us, because, you know, I want to try and think about you know it's a good question for us to think about too but because we've made promises to one another you know in sickness and in health for richer for poorer you know the the you know sickness can come along poor you know poor you yeah, know not yeah. having as much money is part of life at different times and sometimes when you get married the focus is all about the jolly things and the good things yeah. but you make those promises to one another and you carry on with that and again i think then if you're not married have you had? Have you made any kind of promise to one another? What are those promises that you've mm. made to each other? Are they promises that give you security that even when things are not as good, there's an underlying happiness and you're not going to walk out? Or have you just thought, I'll see how this will go? Yeah. And then there's an insecurity. So they'll, like you say, there'll be different people in the living together scenario. Some that have made that commitment of some sort, and some that haven't. Yeah. Or civil partnerships as well. That's another form of yep. making promises and committing to one another. So I, I think it's a good thing to kind of question yeah. in your relationship. So almost it's kind of saying, what you know, whatever the technicality of your relationship, pause and reflect. Have you had that 
forever conversation is there a commitment are you putting the other person first do you know where you stand with one another because if you don't quite know what the other person's mindset is about the relationship or yours mm. and there's questions in the air it it sort of breeds uncertainty yeah. and yeah. It, it's trying you know to become one whether yeah. that's through a marriage vow or through a, a commitment we yeah. want to make we're going to make commitment this is the key thing and and yeah. just to just to ensure because I'm always conscious that there's lots of different people that might be listening and different perspectives you know we're talking quite a lot about difference between marriage and living together in terms of the happily ever after and what happiness looks like inevitably you know in marriages sometimes you know they'll have made the commitment but for whatever reason it doesn't work out but just remembering and that's you know that's kind of part of life of course that's going to happen um however you know we know we've talked before about the rate of divorce is down um but it can still happen so it's important in your in your yes. marriage as well to keep talking about these things and being open and communicating yeah. so the promises you make are an ongoing choice yeah um, it's yeah. not just you make them at the beginning and then you just hope it's all going to be fine yeah, it's that commitment to each other I think as well you know sort of final thought from me I'm not saying we have to end here it's just I've run out of thoughts no, well, um, <laughs> but final thought for me we talked a lot about the kind of you know depth of happiness and that true committing to one another it is also important to invest time in superficial fun yes you know because actually yeah it, it, we're not superficial fun doesn't make the relationship work the commitment makes the relationship work yeah. but if you're in a relationship and it works you want to have some superficial fun and yeah. it's important to carve out time to have a bit of a laugh do things you enjoy and also at times to do things that you enjoy separately like me seeing snarky puppy this yeah. week you know me going into london you haven't even without me the you know the cost the expense all that stuff because it's fun yeah but finding times to to, to just have fun together and do yeah. things together absolutely and and that brings a lot mm. of happiness and creates happy yep. memories so I think that's a good place to end, really, on that I think on that happy that note, like on a, that happy thought. Such a happy place to we end, should, isn't it? We should have some happy songs playing now. What's the? Uh, I love that song, the happy, um, the one that oh, was really yeah. caught. Happy. Yeah, that it's one. It's got that in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we could like put that. that as our music at the end, and then we'd have to pay rights. And no, no I'm just going to use the no. theme music. In fact, you've said sung enough. We might get you know copyright issues and stuff. No, no, it's only if you used more than five notes. Ah, okay, we're all good. Because I once did a song in a band, and it had it was called Superman is Dead, and we used. <laughs> But because it was only three notes, we didn't have to do any copyright for it. Ah, so it done, let's hope it hasn't changed. But we only used three notes, ah. and no one came to... Um, although we only sold it on tape to kids in anyway, schools and youth work. And we were rounding up our happiness thing, weren't true. we? And you've digressed. You yeah. see, it's not me that just... There's nothing more on. interesting we're saying. You can stop now if you don't <laughs> want me. To, we're just going to say goodbye well, to the uh, music. And we're going to say, please email us as well, if you've got any thoughts on this topic yes, or absolutely. any other topic at... At the M word podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear we from really you. We really would. And about if you are. Happiness, about what's in the news, about birds, bladders, emus, near all that or, stuff. Near or far as well. Please contact us. We'd love to hear. If you're a listener yes. from a long way from London, then get in contact. We'd love to hear from you. Indeed. So thank you for listening. And we'll see you. I will we say will. that. See, we won't see you. We'll, you'll, no. you'll be hearing from us. We'll be joining you in two yes. weeks' time. Hooray. If you choose to tune in, which I hope you do. And share the word. Please but, like oh, us. please share it. Like please us share on it more. iTunes, Spotify, on our Facebook page. Share it with people. Tell people about the podcast. Yeah. If you like it. If you don't like it. Tell them anyway. They might like it. On the off chance, <laughs> they might like it. So. Yeah, let's stop talking. All right. Thank okay, you. bye. Bye.